If your restaurant has slow bathroom drains and grease blockages, call Superior Plumbing and Pipelining. Superior Plumbing and Pipelining's high-pressure sewer jetting and camera inspection of the drains will assure your peace of mind at your restaurant. Request a free estimate at superiorplumbingjacks.com. Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 and the Jar Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. Give all the flowers to the Brian Gutekunst, the Matt LaFleur, the Russ Ball, the Mark Murphys of the world because those guys got together. They presented a unified front from the jump, right? No underhanded comments by one guy here or there. No frustrations exhibited or leaked out. The message was really simple from them. We're going to do whatever it takes to get Aaron Rodgers back in Green Bay. We're not going to you know, do anything to upset the apple cart or upset this finicky quarterback. We don't want to trade him. We want him. We're going to give him a deal that's going to make him the highest paid player in the league. I'm not sure who that was. Let's guess it was Diana Rossini. You'd be incorrect, sir. Uh, wasn't Mina Kimes. Nope. Hmm. Three syllables. That's not helping me. <laughs> Any guesses, Austin? I mean, I didn't hear it, unfortunately. Oh, uh, yeah. What else is new? Brent, you know, that, man. That's a good excuse. All right, hang on. I'm going to take a stab in the dark here. Three syllables? Three syllables. Sarah Spain. No. So, so, Sage Steel. No. I, 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 I got nothing. Sorry. All right, everybody. I love the effort, though. I'm trying. <laughs> That's good. It was Jen Latta. No. Yeah. Who is that? Doesn't ring a bell. ESPN <laughs> Milwaukee. Oh, man. Uh, okay. No, seriously. I had no idea. No, I was. mean, uh, I don't know either, but I'm just saying, you know. But that was their Milwaukee coverage. I, I know. Got you. Well, I mean, I, 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 probably I mean, does a lot yeah. of Buck stuff, too, I would assume. Oh, you that, should know. That, that must be fun. <laughs> NBA talk? Man. Say no more. Uh, Brett Martin alive at the uh, Players' Championship. Might be able to hear Kelsey Ballerini in the background here at TPC. Can you see her? Sawgrass. Brent, uh, can, you, can you sneak a peek? No, nah, I can't. Is she electric? Um, I could see her on her big jumbotron, potentially. Is she electric? Uh, I'm not sure. I would can you confirm? No? Nope. Nope. Wow. <laughs> put, it, put it on the breaking news. Brett Martin confirming Kelsey Ballerini is not electric. <laughs> And it's National Women's Month. How dare you, dude? (laughs) I just, I'm not here to confirm that because I can't see it. Yeah, but I mean, you can hear her singing. How's how's the sound? Sounds good. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. This guy, the security guy over here is jamming. You can't see him in the background, I think. Maybe you can. He was jamming a little bit. There seems to be like a a, a group of women behind you that keep gawking over here. I want to know. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what's going on over there. They're trying to make their way. They'll okay. Get some snacks, it looks like, and now they'll make their way down to 17 in the concert. I like it. Is it a uh, full crowd there, Brett? I think it's a pretty good crowd, yeah. See, the, to sit, you asked me these questions, but, like, 17 is, you know, a good par five away from me here. Yeah. Like where I am. So oh, okay. I, I can you. hear, I can see the Jumbotron a little bit, but I'm not, like, seeing everything, like, live in action. Okay. Um, so, uh there you go. Got some. Uh, got a guy in flip flops over there. Let's see. Let's class it up a little bit, sir. Huh? You're at a golf course. It's not a resort. Uh, what a day in the NFL, man. I mean, what a day in the NFL. This thing. It's just such a machine. It's amazing. Um, what's 
we already said, well, you know, you talk about the NFL, you talk about the biggest moves, and that's Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson. But what's the biggest move that transpired today for the Jacksonville Jaguars? Is it Cam Robinson being tagged that sets their dominoes in motion? Or is it something like Mike Williams being tagged that takes him off the board? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I mean, to me, I have to go with Cam Robinson just because that, to me, sets the wheels in motion of how the draft more than likely is going to shake out. Um, I think Mike Williams would have been a valuable asset to go after. But, you know, at the end of the day, I mean, I think Devontae Adams was the guy. But, you know, you, you, you had a feeling regardless Green Bay wasn't going to let him slip away, at least unless you got some draft capital in terms of a trade. So Adams, I mean, it was fun to talk about, you know, Shad Khan putting the yacht in Green Bay and just saying, name your price. It wasn't ever going to happen. But I still think, like, I would rather have Amari Cooper over Mike Williams. You know, I'd rather have Amari Cooper over, like, Allen Robinson. So... Um, while some of like, you know, and even maybe Chris Godwin, I think it's comparable. So, yeah, you maybe missed out on some guys because of the franchise tag, but that guy I think is still there in Amari Cooper. Yeah, so Cooper becomes the, the eye of the Jags, you would think. I would hope so, yes. Well, or, yeah, you would hope, and a <laughs> lot of people will hope. Do you think? Like, I mean, are they going to be, be willing to spend that kind of money to get Amari Cooper? Do they value him in the breath that they might have valued at Devontae Adams or uh, Chris Godwin or a potential Mike Williams. And I said this the other day on the show, I think it was yesterday, we did Mike Williams or Amari Cooper. And I think most people would rather have Amari Cooper, quite frankly, right? Because he's proven to be able to do it. They both do it with help now because the Chargers have some help around Mike Williams, Keenan Allen being one big helper. Mm -hmm. And obviously the Cowboys have plenty of weapons too. So Nobody has had to carry the load, but you hope the Jags will have weapons from ETN to James Robinson to maybe add a tight end, maybe add more receivers, that that they have help around Amari Cooper, too. So I guess that's the thing. I think everybody else would be really fired up to see a guy like Amari Cooper come to Jacksonville. I think if I pulled the fans, that would happen. Mm -hmm. Are they talking about Amari Cooper in the building to the degree maybe we think they should be? I mean, how can they not? You know, I mean, wide receiver right now is a position that needs to be upgraded. We saw that last year. Um, Doug Peterson being the offensive-minded guy that he is, I think he wants to make a, a splash this first season. And I think you help make a splash, and most importantly, you help build the trust of Trevor Lawrence and, and you know, reach him to new heights with the talent around him. And Amari Cooper can be that guy. Like, Brent, let me ask you this. What, do you know, like, what is, it, what, what is Amari Cooper slated to make, like, if the Jaguars were to get him, like, in terms of, of a new deal? You, uh, is there, like, any kind of numbers out there? Like, what would, it, would it be, like, what, a, a top eight receiver, top five in terms of uh, I think salary? Yeah, I think you're talking a top five kind of guy. Okay. Um, he is due uh, – let me just get some of the dollars for you, okay? Uh, Cooper signed a five-year, $100 million extension. Uh, that was after 19. So he's played two of those years. Currently projected uh, $21 million, oh, that's a, that's the, the Cowboys. They're $21 million over the cap. Um that did not give me a lot of information. Thank you, Sports Illustrated. <laughs> Putting them on blast. <laughs> um, uh, let me make sure I get a good, here's good contract details for it. Here we go. Make sure we get this right. Don't give you bet. Numbers can be bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, in 22, at least as of now, he's slated to get $22 million. $22 million for this year, $22 million for next year, $22 million for the following year on this deal from a cap number standpoint. From a base salary, it's all in the 20s. It's 2020. Yeah. Um, so 
Yeah, then there's uh, some dead cap and, and all that stuff that shouldn't really bother the Jaguars at the moment. What I would be interested, I think, would happen, Austin, is if he would come here, he'd want to kind of rip that up and get another one. Yeah. Because he's going he's gonna to be released, so really he's going to get ripped up. Unless, sure. Now, there's two different ways to look at it. All those dollars, if you trade for him, you assume that. If you get him off as a free agent after he's been released at the start of the league year next Wednesday, well, now you're working on a new deal for him. And, yes, I think he immediately becomes one of these top-flight guys where Mike Williams actually signed a very modest deal in terms of years. It was a three-year, I think, $60 million deal. Uh, I want to say, what did I see, $28 million in year one, and I think 45 of it or something like that was guaranteed. Mm-hmm. So maybe those are the parameters, right? He's going to probably rip up this new deal and get something that he can get more guaranteed money if he re-signs with some, if he signs with somebody else. Yeah, yeah. And, and so um, I'm probably muddying this question up, but I would suggest that he would make at 28 years old, he will make somewhere between on an average of 22 23 million a year because I think that's probably the going rate. Mike Thomas upset the market. Devontae Adams if he does land a big deal is going to recreate the market and other guys are going to continue to do the same. It's only going up and up. So, I think okay. we're talking 22 23 million dollars per year, which would absolutely make him a top 5 guy. He'd be definitely a top 5 guy. Yeah, I mean if that's the the cost of doing business then um then I would say then so be it. You know, like you're you're gonna have to overpay for whoever you get in free agency, and I think the wide receiver position is important for this franchise right now where it sits. So if you have to pay Amari Cooper, like he's a top five guy, like I still think he's probably a, you know if he gets the ball and he's healthy, he's a he's a top eight receiver. You know, I think you, you know you can argue that. So if that's the case, then I'm okay paying him top five. Yeah, I, I am too. Well, listen, that's just I'm not tell. I don't know if he's worth twenty three rather than eighteen or nineteen. That's just the way the business is. It, if he's a number one receiver, you know, you know, it's really wild. If Amari Cooper to come to Jacksonville, if you put his stats like in the history of the Jags, he'd be like the third best wide receiver in the history of their team. Put him in the ring of honor right when he gets there. Yep. Yeah, I mean, really, if you start doing that with some of the receivers, like Christian Kirk, like I think he had uh, 973 yards or something like that last year. And I'm not sure we should sleep on a guy like that, Austin. Christian Kirk might be a, a cheaper alternative to a guy that can that you're you're hoping has the potential to do what maybe Amari Cooper's doing. Yeah, but then in, in what role do you see Christian Kirk playing? Because he's not going to be the one receiver, is he? Well, yeah, I guess you're you're buying that he could because, develop into it. Right? Yeah, because I mean DeAndre Hopkins went down, and how that offense do after that? Yeah, the offense didn't do great, but, I mean, I, I think people sleep on his stats a little bit. I mean, he's gone from – he went 40 – in his four years, 43 catches, 68 catches, 48 catches, 77 catches. So when Hopkins did go down, he had 77 catches for 982 and five touchdowns. Uh, I was a little surprised he didn't average more because he's got the speed to get down the field. He averaged 12.8, and that's pretty much his career average, like right around 12 yards a, a, a reception. Yeah. But – um yeah, I mean, I, I would, I'm not telling you he's proven that he can be a number one, but is that a cheaper alternative or a backup how, alternative to take a flyer on? How many touchdowns did he have last year? Uh, he had five. Okay. Uh, I think Amari Cooper, meanwhile, had um, 
Let me just double check. Uh, coming off last year, Cooper had uh, 68 catches, which is actually less. 865 yards. Now he played hurt a bit. He had 12.7 yards per reception and eight touchdowns. So if you just take last year's numbers, Kirk is right there. Yeah, but how many games did Cooper play in? Uh, Cooper played in 15. And Kirk played every game, right? I'm assuming he played in every one. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so it's one game off, but, I mean, the yards and catches are better for well, Kirk, so that's probably the one game. It's two games. Cooper played in 15 games. Oh, I'm sorry, uh, 17 yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, let me just double-check that, that uh, Kirk did play in uh, both, just to make sure we're comparing apples to apples. He did. Uh, he did. He yeah, he started games. less, um, but, he, but he played in all 17, yeah. Yeah, I mean, to me, it comes down to I think one guy is a bona fide one receiver and one guy hasn't shown me enough to be a one receiver. Yeah, and I think that's fair. But uh, but what I'm saying to you is I don't think it's going to cost you $22 million a year to get Kirk. Oh, of course not. No, right. no. I mean, if it comes out of value, then I say the more the merrier. I, th- I think Cook, I mean, in terms of separation, he's definitely got that. Like, that that was his role in Arizona. He was the guy uh, that was going with the deep ball. You know I mean? You had DeAndre Hopkins. You had A.J. Green, who were a little more of the possession guys, a little more of the route runners. Um, you, Isabella didn't really see the field that much. Zach Ertz took away the middle of the field a little bit. But Christian Kirk was the guy who, every once in a while, those, those deep shots, yeah, kind of like Deshaun Jackson was in Philadelphia a little bit. I think Peterson was there when met Deshaun Jackson, right? Uh, yeah, he would have yeah, 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 been, been the there. tail end of that. So, so kind of like that. But once again, I mean, he could definitely give you a wrinkle in terms of, you know, the, the deep ball, which you love if you're Doug Peterson. But obviously, I'm, I'm going with Amari Cooper, even if it comes at a, at a lot more of a cost. Yeah, projected, by the way, for Kirk, uh, uh, salary is somewhere in the neighborhood of like 11 to $12 million a year. Top 20 of the highest paid receivers in the league is what they project him to be. Now, he's a 25-year-old guy as opposed to a 28-year-old guy. And so, I've, just been, I've heard good things about Kirk, by the way, mm-hmm. uh, just from a, like a work ethic standpoint. And like he'd be that guy that, so, you know, he'd, he'd come in and deliver. Um, according to some that I've heard. So I think he'd be um, a, a good asset to the Jacksonville Jaguars. But that's really what you wonder. Could they do like a Kirk or, and an Allen Robinson, a Kirk and a DJ Chark, an Allen Robinson and a DJ Chark, or are they going to go spend big money on Amari Cooper and draft a young guy? Well, let me ask you this. What would you rather have, Christian Kirk and, we'll say, um, DJ Allen Chark? Robinson. Okay. So let's say you can have Christian Kirk and Allen Robinson or Amari Cooper and a draft pick. Oh, that's a tough one. That's a tough one for me. Um, I think uh, I I kind of think I'd rather have Robinson and Kirk. Hmm. You wouldn't. Well, okay, then let me ask you this. So then who's the odd? So then Jones isn't going to play? Well, here's the deal with the Jones thing, which is interesting for now. Is he's got one year left. <clears throat> yeah. So... I'm not saying he's not going to play. Maybe it moves the LaVisca to the fourth guy. I don't know. Okay. I mean, it, it, that's a question you can ask no matter how they do. We think they're going to get two weapons, right? We we kind of hope they get two more guys. So even if it's Cooper and draft pick, I mean, if they're picking a draft pick at number 33, I'm assuming he's going to play in front of Marvin Jones. Yeah, but to me, the way I see it, if you get a draft pick, it depends who you get. If you get a speedy guy, then you put him in the slot. Then yeah. Marvin Jones is your two guy. You have Mario Cooper playing one. LaVisca Chenault's going to be the gadget guy. You're good to go. If you get a more possession receiver, you put Marvin Jones in the slot at the three spot, you put that guy at number two, put Amari Cooper at number one, and then once again, LaVisca Chenault is kind of like your gadget guy, uh, maybe like a poor man's Debo Samuel. I think if you go the other direction, it muddies the waters a little more. 
I see what you're saying from a stylistic standpoint. Yeah, I can. I got you there. Um, I do like the idea that if you get Amari Cooper and the 33rd pick where you can get speed, that you're adding a lot of speed. Yeah. You know? Yep. But I also, and this might be a lack of trust on my part to the Jags organization, I know what I'm getting, I think, in like Kirk and Robinson, and I don't know if they're going to swing and miss on number 33 with a wide receiver. Yeah, but you know what you're getting with Amari Cooper if he can stay as healthy, if he stays healthy. Which, yeah, yeah. And if we're being honest here, it's a big question mark with DJ Chark and Allen Robinson as well, who both have been hurt before. I mean, you're, you're getting a guy who's going to go over 1,000 yards. Yeah, yeah. Um, listen, and by the way, when you do all these things, I think you have to assume health. Right is going to be good. I mean, that's the you're rolling the dice that Amari Cooper, who has been a little banged up, but also plays tough. Yeah. Um, I think you have to assume that he will be healthy and everything checks out on that front. But yeah, that's a fascinating one right there, man. I mean, gosh, they must be having some really interesting dis- conversations in that building. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and I think really that gets us back to what all happened today. Is Cam Robinson? What kind of domino was he in this? What kind of domino fell that DJ Chark wasn't tagged? Well, it says they're open to anything like this. They're open to any of these scenarios, I think, from a Christian Kirk to an Allen Robbins to Amari Cooper to uh, re-signing DJ Chark anyway, or just taking the gambles in the draft, which I think, I really think the one thing that could upset Jags fans this offseason over the next couple weeks is if they don't land a targeted wide receiver. You agree with that? Like, they they could still get one or two in the draft, by the way. But I'm telling you, between, like, March... 20th and April 28th when they draft, it would be an unsettling month for the fan base and maybe even Trevor Lawrence would be like, okay, how'd you help me out? No, without a doubt. You know, if we're sitting here and we're talking about how we got Christian Kirk and then hopefully somebody in the draft, that's going to be disappointing, I believe. You know, I mean, there was a lot of excitement that was built in towards Marvin Jones, and rightfully so. I mean, you look at what we did in Detroit, but then, you know, I don't want to say you have buyer's, buyer's remorse from it, but you were hoping to see more from Marvin Jones this past season with the Jaguars. So now I think like anybody outside of Amari Cooper, you bring him in here. Maybe Allen Robinson, too, can, can be that big name. But anybody besides that, it's like, mm, it's kind of more of the same, it feels like. Yeah, uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, Brett Martino, Austin Lane, Brian Middleton here on a Tuesday. It's been a busy day in the NFL. We're also here at Military Appreciation Day at Players Championship, TPC Sawgrass. Uh, We will be back. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. My relationship with this tournament has definitely changed over the years. I wasn't a huge fan of it in May, so the date change to March has really been, I feel like it sort of brought the tournament back to to sort of what it was. I grew up watching the Players' Championship. It was always this time of year, and remember... You know, Davis Love with that incredible final round and Tiger and, um, you know, there's been a lot of great moments and uh, a lot of history created here. And um, I think it's been great since it's went back to this this March date. That is Rory McIlroy, 2019 Players Champ. And uh, keep an eye on Rory now to contend once again here at the Players Championship. Playing pretty good golf. Uh, played pretty well for the most part uh, last week. And uh, maybe he wins again for the second time and joins uh, the list of multiple winners here at the Players' Championship. Always a threat is Rory McIlroy. Brent Martineau at TPC Sawgrass, the stadium course, home of the Players' Championship. It is Players' Championship week. 
in the Action Sports Shack studios is Austin Lane and Brian Middleton. Now we might have some of that weather rolling in a little bit. It's cooling off. It's getting a little more cloudy, but some blue skies still. Yeah, so. 530. Yeah. At least you get to avoid the shuttle. Uh, yeah, but, you know, the trade-off for the food there, I mean, I, I would have happily rode an hour shuttle to get some of that food. Oh, so. that's true. I yeah. guess if you want, you could um, send me your pass, and I'll just pick up the food and bring it home, bring it back. Oh, uh, I mean, do, do they have to-go boxes? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I, don't know. Well, I doubt it. it. Um, well, maybe later in the week. No, for sure, yeah. man. I mean, like, and I feel like you don't want to get to-go. I mean, because, you know, they have, like, the swordfish and the salmon. I mean, I'm sure they probably... Get it out of the lake. It's so fresh. It's so good. Yeah. So, like, you, you don't want it to sit out for a while. Well, the problem Spoiled. you're going to run into is that's not open for everybody. I hate to spoil it for It's you. for the media, though, huh? Not every media pass. I have a media pass. So you mean to tell me the media room for the media members, and I can't get in there, even though I have a media pass? That might be true. All right, good, then cool. Then I'll, I'll hang out here all week then. I'll just, I'll just <laughs> have my Belvita biscuits because you got to be joking me. Hey, Jared Rice. <laughs> Get him on the line. Is he by you? Get him on the line. I need to talk with him. <laughs> he's he's yeah, front and center with Kelsey Ballerini probably. Okay. As well, I'm swallowing well, pollen. Okay, well, when the show's done, you make sure he gives me a call because we have a little chit-chat. Yeah, well, you, you could join uh, Marcel and Olivia as well. <laughs> So we, uh, okay, whatever, man. It's a different setup this year. What's what, what happened? You, you, you cutting costs? I don't know. I I, I don't know. I don't Big, know. Hey, biggest purse of professional golf, and the media can't even get any meals. Cool. <laughs> well, they can. You get twenty five dollars at the concession. I think it is. For some hot dogs? Well, no, it's, it's better than that. Okay. But I'm just not sure you're going to get the same spread or setup right. that you're anticipating. Keep it up. Hey, all I'm saying is I hold the players in high regard. You know, my first golf tournament ever I went to. But you keep, but you keep singing this tune, and, and the Masters in Augusta is looking better and better for me to go cover. And, and, I'll, and, I'll, and I'll grab on a pimento cheese sandwiches for two bucks all day. Good luck getting in there as well. Oh, I'll, hey, I know people. It's all good. Hey, uh, just a friendly reminder, by the way. We do have uh, Action Sports Shacks at the Players starts tonight, 11.15 each and every night, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Then, of course, we have Action Sports Shacks primetime, 10.30 on Fox 30, 11.30 on CBS 47 on Saturday and Sunday. But we'll have uh, extended coverage of the Players' Championship on the TV side starting tonight. Team coverage with uh, Stuart Weber, Marcel Robinson, Olivia Tassily, uh, and the Action Sports Jacks team. The big story, of course, is all around the NFL, from Russell Wilson to Aaron Rodgers to the Jags tagging Cam Robinson to now where does this send the Jacksonville Jaguars. One thing we still haven't really explored and that everybody would love to explore, would you make a play for DK Metcalf? Can you make a trade instead of signing Amari Cooper? Would you just go with Amari Cooper if he becomes available, pay the price tag, or are you willing to give up capital to go get a player like D.K. Metcalf to join the squad. Well, of course, it all depends on what kind of capital we're talking about here. Well, it's not the number one overall pick. Yeah. Okay? Mm-hmm. I don't – I mean, if, if some – I don't know if people are suggesting that, but I wouldn't do that. Uh, that is foolish. But I, it could be – I don't know. It could be a couple of second-round picks and a fifth. It could be next year's first. Like, I don't know. But I don't think it's the number one overall pick, and I'm not really – I don't think it would be the 33rd overall pick, although you could maybe part with the 33rd overall pick. (sighs) Possibly, but I'll say it like this. I think DK 
Like, if you ask me who I want, who I want, DK or Amari Cooper, I'd probably take DK. Yeah. But I feel like he'd be fun. Oh, it'd be a blast. Right. I mean, I'd be getting on his workout regimen. Yeah. I think it'd be kind Imagine of Imagine me in the cage with, with, that, with that DK Metcalf workout. Whew. I don't know why I think it'd be fun. It's probably just because, like, his hair's different color sometimes and you could talk about the, the, the specimen that he is. Sure. Like, I'm not even sure what kind of personality Metcalf has. Like, I, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. You know, so I yeah. don't know why I think it would be fun, but I kind of feel like it would be fun. Yeah, I mean, you get it would probably be a. See, I, I think he's different. You know, like, I think Amari Cooper is kind of like your wide receiver's wide receiver. You know, he seems like a hard worker, humble type of dude, um, kind of low key. I think DK Metcalf can, you know, in terms of personality, I'm not saying this is a knock or anything to Cooper, but I think Metcalf can give you more like those sound bites, more of the personality. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I the, 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 the guy was playing with, with, with a nook in his mouth, like the, the nook mouth guard. Remember <laughs> yes, that? He was, yes. And who's going to say don't Does do he that? still do that? I think so. And who's going to say don't do that? I'm not going to tell him. You going to tell him that? Yeah, I don't think anybody's telling him. Thank either. you very much. Yeah, so, I mean, that'd be a cool conversation to have. But anyways, I think <laughs> the nook. when we talk about the, the draft capital, though, I mean, yeah, one player can make a giant difference. But I think, you know, if both players are healthy, Amari Cooper, DK Metcalf, I mean, it could be comparable, and I, I really think those second-round picks could pay dividends, you know, if you pick the right guys here, whether it's a wide receiver or somebody else. So I wouldn't like giving up that draft capital, so I'd probably lean towards Amari Cooper just because I have to give up there as cash, and I'm not paying for him, so it's all good. Yeah, and I, I get that, too. The only thing is, if you trade, you can secure it, right? Yeah. If there's a market for Amari Cooper, he gets to choose a little bit, and you've got competition. So... There's no guarantee. If you're really all in on an Amari Cooper inside that building, like maybe some of us on the outside are, there's no guarantee you get him. If you trade for DK Metcalf, you get him. <laughs> mm -hmm. So that's the appeal for it. you got to give something up to maybe to secure that guarantee, of course, uh, and maybe even then rip up the contract and give a new contract, all that stuff. So uh, it's really it's hard to gauge exactly what Seattle's thinking right now. Is this a reset, a reboot, or is this we think we can make a play for Deshaun Watson and get that kind of quarterback in here and compete and contend. I don't know what they're thinking. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing, too. Like, if, if Watson is in play here, or I don't know, maybe there's a rookie quarterback that they really like um, that they would maybe, like, trade up to get. You know, I think DK Metcalf's a big piece going forward. And it's only going to help that quarterback that comes in there. So I, I think, like, it, it would cost you a pretty penny to get Metcalf in terms of draft, draft capital. And I wouldn't want to give that up, I feel like. Yeah, I'm not sure I would, too. Uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers, the word on the street this morning, that, or even last night, I think, was a, a um, uh, deal-altering offer for Aaron Rodgers at the QB position. Did yeah. what just happened with Rodgers strike you as it altered the landscape of how quarterback deals are going to be done? I mean, until I see it, though, because, you know, there was the preliminary reports, but then Rodgers came out and said, hey, everybody just wanted to clear some things up. Yes, I will be playing with the Packers next year. However, the reports of me signing the contract are inaccurate. So, I mean, will he be the highest paid player in the NFL? More than likely. To me, it's going to all be up front, right, whether it's that signing bonus or whatever the case may be. So, I mean, it could be altering in terms of how it's structured, but we've, we've seen more of this now. We, we've seen the, you know, owners or, and GMs putting trust in their players and saying, hey, we're going to pay you all this up front, uh, but then we're going to have to depend on you to keep, you know, that path and making sure that you can help us out two or three years down the road. Yeah, and I think, uh, listen, 
I'm not altering. Everybody sets the market and 50 million a year over four years at 38 years old. I think that's the setting of the market. That much for a 38 year old quarterback for four years is just because Tom Brady played really well into his 40s, just because Drew Brees played. Uh, in, at age 40 years old or 41 he might even got to, doesn't mean everybody's going to do that. Mm -hmm. So they could pay for this on the back end is, is essentially what could happen uh, to the Green Bay Packers. But to keep the gang together, to keep it working and try one more time or maybe two more times is, is probably worth it for the Green Bay Packers. I think you have to give a lot of credit to the front office of the Packers and Matt LaFleur especially, Austin, for keeping this thing floating and together after what looked like this was going to be a divorce earlier this year or really like earlier like late last year mm -hmm. um given the situation with aaron Rodgers, who can be difficult by the way <laughs> like he's a he's a tough guy to read he i don't know if he's like the best employee <laughs> you know yeah um but i, I gotta i gotta believe lafleur who he gave a lot of props to remember when he at the nfl honors program and, and other programs since he's talked Got to believe he's really been the piece to keep this thing together, the well, young coach of the Packers. I mean, he's had to be, and I get it. Like, I guess him and the GM have, have kind of made up a little bit. But yeah. still, like, you know, as this transpires and Aaron Rodgers comes back, Jordan Love is still sitting there. Yes. And, and you're always left wondering, like, well, well, then what was that all about? Right? Because, yeah, even if you do trade Jordan Love away for, uh, I think, a second-round pick, would uh, they would kill for that right now. I'm not sure that's going to happen. But, like, you, you sacrificed a first-round pick on that when that could have been the receiver that Rodgers looking for or that could have been, you know, s some other player that Rodgers was looking for. Like, that could have been the guy right there. But you chose in that moment, coming off an NFC championship game, a few plays away from going to the Super Bowl, you said, you know, let's plan for the future and let's get Jordan Love. And now all of a sudden, a couple years later, after that fact, now you're changing your tune and saying, we're going to go all in on Aaron Rodgers. We're going to go all in and get Devontae Adams back here, and we're on win-now mode. Like, salary cap be damned. In the next couple of years, it's going to be a nightmare, and we'll figure it out then, but we're in win-now mode. It's just crazy how a, a GM can, can have such a, just a, a, a 180 of philosophies. Yeah, I think what's – yeah, it's, it's – uh, I guess what you have to – I give credit sometimes even when people make mistakes. And they made a big mistake wasting a first-round draft pick, obviously, on Jordan Love. But I also give them credit for trying to seize the moment and knowing that their best chance to win over the next couple of years and keep Devontae Adams and try to get a, a Lombardi trophy back to Green Bay is with Aaron Rodgers, not Jordan Love. And can they get anything for love and, and rectify the mistake with at least some draft picks or whatever else? We'll see. But it's a lot unlike this is what I gave a shot con credit. And I almost he was forced to do it probably. But he made a mistake in Urban Meyer. At least he didn't let the mistake linger for like two or three years. Mm. Right. He, again, Urban might have forced his hand anyway. But it's been a very patient owner that could have waited another year and the disaster to continue or maybe he just couldn't wait so I, again sometimes i at least say hey you got to know when to break it off or you got to know what's right in urban situation it was right to move on to for the benefit of this organization in the jordan love situation listen he messed up the pick uh and he he almost created a mess in a divorcey situation with aaron Rodgers and the packers but they saved it. They salvaged it. Got to give them credit for that. And now can they get anything for Jordan Love to kind of fix it? It's really a wild scene and, and really a wild, I would say, few years in Green Bay. And I'm not sure that's going to change, Austin. What do you think about that? 
you know, do you think somewhere in here they said to Aaron Rodgers, hey, can you, like, can we just play football? <laughs> no, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Like, That's... now that, now that this, we're good, like, this is cool, can we just play football? Yeah. Like, I doubt they said that to him, by the way, but I'm just saying, you kind of, I bet they wanted to. Yeah. Can you get off McAfee's show? Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. And, and folks how about, how about go, can you go once a month on the show instead of every week? No, for sure. <laughs> well, and was it McAfee, did McAfee break the news or not? Or did some, was it like Rappaport or I, Schefter? I think I saw, now I saw it on the other, like the big guys, right, Rappaport and Schefter. But I also, I saw something with McAfee saying that, like, uh, Rogers texted him this morning and said, I'm staying in Green Bay or something yeah. like that. So. Now, Rappaport came out and said four years, $200 million, obviously the highest paid player in NFL history. Once again, not not sure if it's 100% yet or not, but who do you think is going to be the next in line to get that type of money? Now, let me think about it real quick, yeah. and uh, we'll, we'll answer that question and say goodbye and give you an update on the JU Dolphins as well uh, when we come back. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690, live from the Players' Championship here on a Tuesday at TPC Sawgrass. Certainly, I think this is a win-win. I think if you look at Denver, we're a win-down team. We got Jerry Judy at Noah Fant, Tim Patrick, Devontae Williams, and now, yep. And uh, now we got a quarterback to compete with Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes, and Joe Burrow. I mean, could you imagine trying to run a team in the AFC right now? Like the bar is so high. If yeah. You don't have a quarterback, and I think if you're, you know, Seattle, if you're if you're being honest and sober about where you are, guys, you're in a rebuild. That's Mike Tannenbaum, so he has been a rebuild. Would that change if they got Deshaun Watson? I mean, potentially, and, mm-hmm. and who knows? I mean, I'm not telling you they are going to get him, but uh, I guess there's potential for that to happen, that scenario with all the draft capital. They now have Brett Martineau live at TPC Sawgrass in the Players' Championship. Austin Lane back in the Action Sports Shack studios along with Brian Middleton. And before I forget, we run out of time. Brian Middleton, appreciate you being around for the last week, filling in for uh, Casey Kurtz, so thank you. Uh, for doing that, done a great job, man. It's been a pleasure, man, watching you grow. I don't, I don't even say grow because you've been coming out here day one with the heat, but yeah, any six, any six eight, I'm not sure you can grow anymore. It's a good point, man. But we know we appreciate it, man. You've been killing it. Hey, man, I appreciate the opportunity anytime. Yeah, and uh, Monday through th- Monday and Thursday, by the way, Action Sports Jacks OT with Brian Middleton and Casey Kurtz. So uh, Casey should be back in the saddle. Uh, tomorrow after getting married on Sunday. Update on the JU Dolphins. They're down by 10 at halftime to Bellarmine, and that's in the A-Sun Championship game. So don't give up on the Dolphins yet. It was a tough first half, though. They went 0 for 10 from three-point land. Meanwhile, Bellarmine was 9 of 16. JU can really clamp it down on defense, so they're going to have to do that. That's their M.O. Can they do that? 36 points is a lot to give up in a half. So I doubt the Knights can shoot like that in the second half, and let's hope I'm right. Uh, the J.U. Dolphins will have to rally from 10 points down. But, again, not out of it. 20 more minutes to go. That game is on ESPN2, by the way. We'll have highlights tonight on Action Sports Shacks on the TV side on Fox 30 and CBS 47. Plus a reminder, Action Sports Shacks at the Players starts tonight at 11.15 p.m. on CBS 47 and Fox 30 each and every night. Well, full recap of the day um, at the Players Championship. You asked the question before we went to break, who's the next, like, break-the-bank kind of player in the NFL. Is anybody going to touch Aaron Rodgers right now? Mm -hmm. Patrick Mahomes was that guy. Well, he did break the bank. He was a $45 million guy, half a billion dollar contract. There are other players that are up for these kind of contracts. Um, Lamar Jackson could be that guy. Uh, Kyla Murray wants to be that guy. (laughs) Uh, And I don't know if either one of those are touching $50 million a year. 
Yeah. I can't imagine because I really think for those guys, the bar is Patrick Mahomes. So the contract is set is Patrick Mahomes. I'm not sure this contract that Aaron Rodgers signed just reset the actual quarterback market. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I'm trying to... I mean, because Josh Allen just signed his new one, right? So he he's did, good. too, yeah. yeah. He's taken care of. I'll tell you who the next guy that potentially could sign a deal like this, Austin. Trevor Here's Lawrence? what I'm thinking. No. Oh. Uh, I think the next guy could be like Russell Wilson. So Russell Wilson, I don't, I'm don't. i not sure what he has left on his deal. But let's just say he plays three years and plays well Yeah. for Denver. And Denver wants to keep him. And they look at this deal and they're like, hey, Russell Wilson, now a two-time Super Bowl champ or a three-time MVP. And he keeps putting this up and he wants to stick around and – well, it's going to cost us over $50 million to keep our veteran quarterback that's been one of the best in the league for now over a decade. Sure. And I think that's the guy that maybe measures up to what Aaron Rodgers just did and surpasses. So, But I don't think any of the young guys are going to surpass that dollar figure anytime soon. I mean, you don't, th- you know, it's still a ways away because they'll be free agents in 2025. But you don't think like Herbert or uh, Joe Burrow will? I mean, Joe Burrow, I mean, you know, Burrow, I guess. Super Bowl. Yeah. yeah. Burrow, Burrow would have a chance. You know who I actually think has the best chance of resetting the market uh, and getting to it from a young guy perspective is actually Patrick Mahomes. I think they could get down the road on that deal and then cut it up and do it again. Yeah. You know, it's like a 10-year deal or something like that, I think it was. Yeah. And so maybe in three, four years, that would be about the time, though, for your Herberts and Burrows, mm-hmm. um, or they may even come sooner. You know, it's really hard to predict just because if the salary cap's up to like $240 million a year by then, well, then giving a quarterback $50 million is just kind of the going rate. <laughs> yeah, for sure. You know? So yeah, even, even Taysom Hill's getting $50 million these days, it seems like. <laughs> you know what so, I'm saying? So, yeah, I, I really – I think I would probably lean toward the veteran guy who's done it getting a new deal. So it leans me toward a Russell Wilson or even a Patrick Mahomes. Again, I think the – it's hard to imagine Burrow, Lamar, Kyler, Herbert, even down the road of Trevor, Zach Wilson, those guys doing any better than what Patrick Mahomes has done in his first few years in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And so I still think that's the cream of the crop deal, unless the finances just change with inflation to say, okay, now actually yesterday's $43 million a year is $48 million. True, true. You know? Yeah. Um, that's a good question, though. I, I just I think it's a pretty unique deal that uh, Aaron Rodgers. That's why I think that well, the wording was wild to me. I think it's a unique deal for Aaron Rodgers. I don't think it's a QB altering deal in the NFL. I think it's actually it's potentially a one of a kind deal because mm-hmm. I'm not sure you get a player like Aaron Rodgers very often. Tom Brady would have been the last one like this, maybe a Drew Brees if you wanted to do this. I think this is actually why Tom Brady left New England, because New England was unwilling to do this kind of deal. They wanted to keep going on two-year deals. They didn't believe him that he'd play until he was 44. And I think if they had done this kind of deal, he might have stayed in New England. No, I agree with you. Um, You know, and that's the thing with this Aaron Rodgers deal, where it's definitely going to be all front-loaded. But how many more years does he have in the tank? I get it. You won the MVP this past season. But, you know, injuries are a thing, you know, and Father Time is always undefeated. So I'm very curious to see of how long can Aaron Rodgers sustain what he's doing right now. Yeah, and that's a fair question. Uh, I will say this about Rodgers. He's 38 but doesn't feel it. What's it's, it's that fasting and you know, the, the smoothies, whatever he's doing, the, the, the cleansing? Well, it probably is. Oh, he's doing all sorts of things, things I haven't even heard of. But 
I I believe it's actually the way he plays, Austin, a lot like Brady, where sure. as long as he's still got the zip on his fastball, he's not getting hit a lot. Yeah, no, I hear you, but he's he still has taken some hits. He has. You know, he's like, probably taken more I than mean, Brady. Oh, you remember the meme from last yeah, season yeah, where yeah. his chin straps like <laughs> inside his nose? It yeah. seemed like yeah. So he has taken some hits. But do you think, too, can he still play at a high level if he's not running around at times? Well, I mean, if you go over the stats, like the past couple of years in terms of a rushing, like it's gone drastically down. But he always, you know, he's so athletic enough even at his age where he's always a threat to take off, right? And that's all you need. You don't have to be a Lamar Jackson and rush for, you know, 100 yards per game, even 50 yards per game. But what you need to have in your back pocket is the threat to take off if you're wide open it's available. And as long as he saw that threat, yeah, I think defense has got to take note and they're going to be on their heels a little bit. Yeah, and to be honest with you, man, I don't really find that Aaron Rodgers is like, I don't ever label him as like a, a scrambling running quarterback. I think he actually is a killer at inside the red zone from like eight yards out. He knows when to run for the touchdown, mm-hmm. and he's a threat to do that. And I think he's also a threat to keep a play alive. You know, and, and kind of Russell Wilson's like that, too. I, I don't know if he's going to chalk up as much rushing yardage as he once did, but he still can run around back there, create time, and find the guy. And so that's kind of how I view those. Can he do? Can Rodgers continue to do that? Does he have the athleticism to continue to do that at 39 and 40? See, that's something we didn't ask Tom Brady to do. He was never doing that. Mm-hmm. He True. just had to stand there and make sure his arm could deliver the ball. But keep in mind, even in Tampa Bay, he was living with some pretty solid wide receivers. They have Devontae Adams outside of that, though, depending with Robert Tunyon coming back after that catastrophic injury. You know, what does he have at his disposal? I guess he's got Aaron Jones as well. But, like, you know, I think the more weapons you have, the easier it is to play quarterback, obviously. Yeah, good point. Um, what a wild day in the NFL. Yeah. The big news, Cam Robinson around here has been franchise tagged. What does that set off? Is Aiden Hutchinson going to be the number one pick? Will they try to deal with Detroit? Uh, what does that mean for Walker Little? All of these things we talked about, you can always go back and listen to our podcast or subscribe not only to the podcast but on YouTube, Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. We'll be at the Yards tomorrow, which is just down the road at the Tesori Family Foundation event. Maybe we'll invite Austin out to that. I'm not sure what the food is like, but... Maybe you can come out. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, Brian Middleton, good work. Yeah, and, man, good uh, job. Thank don't you. Don't forget, noon t- tomorrow for FSU basketball ACC tournament. You can hear it right here on ESPN 690. Have a good night. We'll see you on TV tonight, CBS 47 and Fox 30. If your restaurant has slow bathroom drains and grease blockages, call Superior Plumbing and Pipelining. Superior Plumbing and Pipelining's high-pressure sewer jetting and camera inspection of the drains will assure your peace of mind at your restaurant. Request a free estimate at superiorplumbingjacks.com.